and Joseph. God chose to use them because they were just so obedient in everything they did. They they obviously had a a strong Jewish background to begin with. I mean, they they knew the scriptures to a degree. They they loved the Lord. They knew when Mary talked to the angel and she said, "How can this be?" He says, "You're you're going to have a child." And she goes, "How how can this be because I'm I'm a virgin?" And he says, "You know, he explains to her the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you and your son is going to be known as the son of God." And she just says, be it unto me according to your word, O Lord. That's the heart that we need to have. We need to have that, Lord, your will be done. I mean, she didn't argue. She didn't complain. She just said, okay, I'm in. Joseph, he was a righteous man. He had in mind, he thought his wife, he thought his his fiance or however you want to say, cheated on. You know, she's, she's pregnant, and it had nothing to do with me, so. But after he had, con- he, he had in mind to, con- to divorce her quietly. He didn't want to bring public disgrace to her. He's like, you know what, I just, you know, he's broken. His heart's broken. His dreams are broken. And he's like, you know what, I'm going to just divorce her quietly. But after he had considered that, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and told him what was going on and said, hey, you know, everything's good. This is going to be the son of God. His name is going to be called Jesus because he's going to save the people from their sins. And he, he he immediately took her to be his wife. Also with Joseph, when they were threatened by Pharaoh, that all the babies two years and and younger were going to be killed, and he was revealed in a dream that this was going to happen, he immediately, that night, it says, they got up and they left. Left everything they had. Left all their stuff, their house, their lives, and ran ran to save the the Lord of everything, Lord of creation. That takes a special parent in itself. Can you imagine that? How somebody would, you would find out that somebody wants to kill your child, your only child. And he's just like, hey, the angel told me this, we're splitting. And then he did exactly what he was told. God uses people who want to be used, who are obedient, who are willing. Sometimes he uses people who are totally unwilling and disobedient, too. But I don't want to be that person. I want to be the one like, I believe it was Jeremiah said, Here I am, Lord, use me. That's the kind of heart that I want to have. It might have been Isaiah, I'm not sure. Just, I'll put the disclaimer in there. But that's the kind of heart that we need to have. Here I am, Lord, use me. We also learned about the shepherds. When they heard the word, when they were saw the angels, and the angels said, hey, this is what's going on. There's a baby born in Bethlehem tonight. His name is going to be, you know, he's Emmanuel, meaning God with us, and all this stuff. 
And as soon as the angels left, they look at each other and they say, hey, let's go see this thing that God has told us about, that the angel said about. That's the kind of excitement that we need to have towards the kingdom of heaven, towards sharing the gospel, towards sharing truth. These guys were excited. They're like, hey, let's go. And then it says, once they found everything just as it was told them, they spread the word to everybody they came in contact with saying, hey, this is what happened. You know, hey, we saw, you know, can you imagine that? They're excited and they're telling these people, hey, man, we saw angels. And we were told that there was this baby born and Shazam, there it was exactly like we were told. And the people are probably like, well, huh? okay. Uh, but, but Mary and Joseph, the Bible says, pondered those things in their hearts. They listened and they're like, wow. There is something super duper duper special about this child. He, God's got big plans for him. And it's our job as the parents to make sure that that happens. God wants to use us, but we need to have those kind of hearts. We need to be excited like the shepherds. We need to be like Mary and Joseph. Hey, Lord, whatever you say goes. We also learn from the, um, the wise men, the three wise guys, I like to call them. Well, we call them three. We don't know how many there were. They, people assume that there's three because there's three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Um, but anyway, no matter how many there was, these guys, when they saw the star again, after they talked to Pharaoh, or yeah, Herod, I'm sorry, I said Pharaoh earlier, I meant Herod. I'll get it right yet. I got a cold. You must excuse me. My brain's not working quite right. So, yeah, so scratch all that Pharaoh stuff. It was all Herod. So when they went and talked to Herod and they, they told him what they had seen, you know, and they asked him, hey, where is, where is the Christ? We've come to worship him and all this. And he says, hey, do me a favor. You know, quietly, he says this just to them. And he's like, hey, go and make a search for the kid. And when you find him, let me know so I too may worship him. He's a liar, just like Satan, a liar and a thief. And God revealed to them, first of all, as soon as they left, they saw the star again, the star that was leading them to the Christ. And they were excited. They were overcome with joy. And they went and they found the baby at his home with Mary and Joseph and and they brought their gifts and they worshiped the Lord. And then being warned in a dream, they did not go back to Herod. They went home another route so that Herod would not know where the Christ was. These guys were obedient. They were, they had vision, they had faith. They said, hey, we know that this thing is important and we're going to find it. We're going to follow this star and we are going to Find the Christ, the Lord of all creation, the creator of the world. That's the kind of heart and excitement that we need to have and the kind that we need to share with others in hopes that they'll have that same excitement, just like the shepherds did. Today I want to talk about the kind of the end of this story, so to speak. <laughs> you know what's neat about the, the church, the body of Christ? The Bible says he's, we're one body with many parts. 
we all have different gifts and abilities. Some are just like, you may think they're just temporal abilities. Like, hey, I'm a, I'm a janitor, I'm a plumber. But God uses those guys too. God used shepherds. God used kings or magi. God uses anybody who is willing to be used. Churches need plumbers. Churches need electricians. Churches also need apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Gifts of healing, gifts of miracles, gifts of helps. There's a whole list of them in the book of Acts and Ephesians. and There's several places that these gifts are all mentioned. In Corinthians, we... Today, we're going to talk about how God gives us confirmation. You know, you, sometimes we hear, you know, God puts something on our heart, or, or we believe God's put something on our heart. You know, I mean, it, it would be nice if there was just like this big, huge screen that came up, and God like shows us the whole map out of, okay, you're going to do this, and then... As you watch the movie, this is what's going to happen, and that's going to happen. You know, and you just knew the whole plan for your life and how everything rolls out one thing into another. But that's not how it works. Sometimes God makes it very clear to us on occasions, as we see in the Bible, where he says, this is what's going to happen, bang. Other times, it's been God goes, yeah, go ahead and preach to these people. And that's it. And you have no clue... The, the good stuff that's going to come out of it, you also have no clue of the persecution that's going to come out of it during that time. You're just going along for the ride, and you're like, Lord, you said to do this, I'm going to do it and see what happens. Confirmation is awesome. When God sends somebody else to you, maybe God's put something on your heart, and they send somebody to you, maybe in a church service, maybe out on the street somewhere maybe a brother or sister in the Lord, whatever, and they come to you and say, hey, you know what? This may sound weird. I don't even know why I'm saying this, but I really see you as doing this or that or, you know, and you're like, wow, you're, you're excited because you're like, wow, thank you, Lord. They, they don't even have a clue. And I've been praying about this for a couple months or a year or whatever, and, and wow, thank you, God. I want to look at Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 21. So the shepherds had just left. They had just gone back. And uh, eight days later, <clears throat> eight days after Jesus' birth, on the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. When the time of their purification, according to the law of Moses, had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout, Again, this guy is going to be used by the Lord because he, he's righteous and devout. He's not just some reprobate. He's not just some guy that, okay, I believe in God. And 
you know, they're, I'm not judging anybody's heart. I'm not talking about anybody in particular. I'm just saying, maybe you've known of people that they go to church. Maybe they go to church every Sunday. Maybe they went their whole lives. But when you see them during the week, you know, they're telling dirty jokes or they're maybe drinking in excess or taking drugs or alcohol or something. And and you're thinking, man, how, why is this person doing it? You know, or, or may they just go to church every Sunday and they've never ever told anybody about the Lord, including their own family. And they just, they just think, okay, I got, I got my ticket into heaven. You know, I bought my ticket. I, I said the sinner's prayer once when I was so many years old and I'm good. But there, but there's no fruit in their lives. The Bible says we'll know a tree by its fruit. This guy, Simeon, he is called a righteous and devout man. He is a godly man. If we want God to use us, we got to be righteous and godly men and women of, of the Lord. If we really want God to use us and we really want our ears sharpened to hear God's will for our lives, So, the, the closer we get to the Lord, the more we pray, the more we read our Bible, <coughs> the more we love the Lord, the more he'll open up our ears and open up our hearts and we'll be able to hear and understand and know God's will for our lives. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. <coughs> All right. So he was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Now that's awesome. Think about this. This is an old guy. We don't know how long before, whether it was a few days or a few weeks or a few years or many years, but God, the Holy Spirit, revealed to him that he would not die before he seen the Lord's Christ. And he's just waiting. He's just like, man, I'm, I'm just plowing ahead. You know, I'm, I'm in the temple. I'm serving the Lord. I'm praying. I'm, yeah, and not being, you know, not bragging about it. I mean, that's just what he did. He was about the Father's business. And then all of a sudden, the time had come. God is actually going to reveal to him what he had told him sometime before. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms, praising God and saying, <coughs> Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen salvation, your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. <coughs> the child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and be a sign 
that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Gee, that doesn't sound like the greatest news to have to hear, but it was true news. It's just, it isn't exactly what you want to hear when somebody's prophesying over you, you know. Hey, this is what's going to happen. This is bad stuff here. But we know it was all for the glory of God. And we know in the end, if, if this didn't happen, the whole everything that happened, good and bad, we wouldn't have a way to be saved. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phenuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Now that's, again, listen to the examples of these people. This lady never left the temple. She was worshipping praying and fasting day and night for that many years. For many, many years, she was close to the Lord and the Lord chose to use her for this confirmation here. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. God wants to use us. I don't care how old or young you are. Some of you kids may think, gee, I'm too young. God can't use me. God is using you. You guys are on the worship team. You guys have been playing instruments for a year some of you only just over a year, some of you a year and a half, some of you two years. And you guys do a great job. Please don't ever give up using that gift for the Lord. I was a person who used it for my own purposes for a long time. And it's just a waste. God wants to use you. God wants your heart to be right and solid for him. God used shepherds. He used rich wise men. He used this, this guy, Simeon, who was just a righteous man, righteous and devout. He wasn't, he wasn't a high priest or anything else. He was, just, he was just a guy that loved the Lord. Anna, the prophetess, she was just, she was just a lady. An, an old lady that was a widow that loved the Lord and prayed and fasted and wanted to bless God. God will use you. I don't care how old you are. Some of you may think, gee, I'm, <clears throat> I'm old and I'm set in my ways and, you know, I can't change or I don't want to change. Well, if you don't want to change, well, yeah, there's a problem there, and you need to get over yourself. <laughs> I need to get over myself sometimes. You know the saying, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. There is some truth to that, but it's not impossible. Because with God, all things are possible. We just need to be willing. We need to say, Lord, here I am. Use me, and he will.
ordinary people. So we spent this time in the Word for the last month, on and off, talking about these different folks. I like to learn from people. First of all, I want to learn, I don't want anybody to make mistakes, but I'd rather learn from their mistakes and not do the same mistakes. But I also like to learn from people who are very successful, who I'd like to follow their example and say, man, these guys did some great stuff, and that's what I want to be like. That's what I want to be when I grow up. The shepherds. Just simple people, but used mightily to spread the word and also to bring encouragement to, uh, to mom and dad as they're saying, hey, this is what we saw. This, it's all confirmations. It's all good. I want us... You know, we, we've talked in this church in the past about the, about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit move, and I want this to be one body with many parts. I want us to use, utilize each other in a good way, not use and abuse each other, but if somebody has a gift to bring, I want them to bring it. That's why as soon as... I've, I've talked to Remy. He's going to start doing some worship with us next week, start singing, and he also plays some instruments. I'll put some pressure on him, and he'll play with us shortly. But just kidding, man. But um, I like to open up the door for people. If somebody has a gift or an ability, or singers are hugely welcome because I don't sing that good, and I get cold. I have sinuses 90% of the year, so it's kind of nice to have somebody else sing that doesn't have those issues. Um, <clears throat> but musicians, singers, um, one thing that was pointed out to me last, or a couple weeks ago by my wife is, um, and it's true, as we get more people, <coughs> excuse me, as we get more people, it would be nice to have somebody that could, um, or some people that could be greeters out there, that could actually be out there, like maybe on an alternating shift or something where maybe you miss the first 15 minutes of church or something, just to be out there and greet people as they come in. And, you know, we're, we're at a place where we're small. We can't quite do that yet because we don't want to keep anybody out of the service at all. But just there's so many different things we could use somebody to run the um, projectors so that our senior pastor doesn't have to as he's trying to jump down here and get ready to preach and you know just uh, God can open up any doors and I don't I want people to know that they're welcome to help not that not that we're trying to get people in here so hey we we drug in another one we got help we're good not like that. I mean, praise God for all the people that have to sit in the seats, too. You know, if everybody was up here, there wouldn't be anybody out there. But I don't want to get in the way of the Holy Spirit. If somebody wants to do something, I want them to be blessed by being able to do that for the Lord. I want them to be able to be used like those shepherds, like those wise men, like the angels, for crying out loud, the angels warned Joseph that Jesus was in trouble and warned him when the trouble was gone. I mean, thank God for that. 
And he also told him, said, hey, Joe, don't, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. She's, she's a good, good catch. Everything's good. This child is the son of God. We, we need to pray, all of us, and as, as individuals, and say, Lord, not just for this church, but I mean just in general, for, for your life, Lord, what can I do today? What can I do to help win people to the lost? Like my own family, people that I work with at my jobs, people I go to school with. Lord, what do you want me to do? Here I am, use me. Let's pray. Lord, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for, thank you so much for these, all these folks that we can look at their lives and learn. Lord, you chose to use them because they chose to be used by you. Lord, here we are, use us. We want to be used by you. We love you and thank you. Thank you for this, this church plant that you've given us, Lord. And Lord, even though we're small, we want to do big things. And we thank you for the things that you've allowed us to do so far. And we thank you for the things you're going to allow us to do in 2019, Lord. Lord, bless each one, each and every one here in this room, Lord, and, and listening on the podcast, Lord. Show them what you want them to do. Show me what you want me to do, Lord. Lord, every day, I want to be led by you every day, not just a one-time thing. Soften our hearts, open our ears, open our hearts, open our minds to whatever you want us to do and how you want us to do it, Lord. We want to be obedient to the call. We love you and praise you and thank you. Thank you again for your word and thank you for these sweet people and for these sweet songs that we get to sing in remembrance of what you did for us over 2,000 years ago. Lord, in Jesus' name, we pray all these things. Amen. Let's sing a couple more, uh, couple more songs. Um, 